Shimmer is a life force, choosing the next from their pain. But this time is different. You'll find deep down in your soul the shimmer within you, bringing us to your side. The shimmer brought you to us. You are here for a reason. Those reasons will be explained in due time, so make sure you stick around. We promise it'll be worth it. Shimmer is a brand new musical that made its world premiere off-Broadway in October of 2022. It ran for two weeks in the John Cullum Theater right here in New York City. After the production, we decided that this story cannot and will not go away. I am here to make sure that doesn't happen. Hi everyone, my name is Kale Rausch. I am an actor and podcast host located in New York City. I recently had the privilege to be a part of an incredible project, Shimmer the Musical. Shimmer is a new electronic dance music musical that tackles a storyline that we tend to steer away from, gay hate. But where there is hate, there is love. When there is darkness, light will follow. And when there is bigoted, ignorant crime, there will be justice. Over the next 12 episodes, I will be taking you on a deep dive into the creation of this production. I sit down with the actors, creators, and producers of this show to give you an exclusive look into the hard work that goes into the creation of an off-Broadway production, but also giving you first-hand accounts from people who were there. Let's explore the Shimmer together. Without further ado, welcome to Shimmer, a new musical podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Shimmer, a new musical podcast. I have the privilege of sitting down with actor Kevin Scarlett to talk about queerness and the importance of sharing queer experiences. This episode may be heavy for some, but the information is important to share. The queer community is suffering from a lot of hate in the world right now. We are being attacked by bills, targeted by right-wing extremists, having gay bars vandalized, and in the worst cases, being killed in our safe space. We know this is difficult, but we cannot be silent. This is why this show and shows similar are so important and relevant right now. Let's bring Kevin into The Shimmer. If you could see yourself through my eyes, all you would never need a All right, Shimmer family, welcome in Kevin Scarlett. Hi, Kevin, how are you? Hi, Kale. I'm great. Good, good. Well, I want to start this interview off with a little bit of who you are um, as a human. What's your name? Where are you coming from? And how did you find Shimmer? I'm Kevin Scarlett. I was raised in Baltimore, did my undergrad in Florida, did more musical theater school at the Cat 21 program here in New York. And I've been auditioning and working as an actor on and off for six years consistently now which is great what i moved to new york to do um so yeah uh and i found shimmer like i found all my other auditions (laughs) because i don't have an agent so i went on actors access and backstage and playbill and broadway world (laughs) and all of those things and i was like hmm looking for tenors in their 20s to like 30s for like an off-Broadway show now in Union. I was like, that sounds like a great audition for me to send a self-tape <laughs> to. And went and auditioned and met you eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Many, many of the listeners don't know, but there were many of there were many of walks home at night as well as uh, Taco Bell stops and Popeye's stops on the way home because Kevin and I live like 
four blocks away from each other, which is super fun. And it, it may come as a surprise to our listeners that you are a male in musical theater and you are queer. Because, <laughs> you know, there there are none of those in, in New York, you know. Gay until proven Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but that does bring into a little bit of an effect. We've talked about it a lot in this series about how Shimmer is not the average musical and kind of far from the average musical in general. But it focuses a lot on queer storylines and especially now, why do you feel that it's important that we share queer stories? I think, well, first of all, I think there's a two-part answer to that question because queer stories have been shared in the past, but they were always focused on the dangers of being queer. Like Laramie Project, for example, it's an amazing play that we all read and saw and got our hands on in high school at some point. But it's all about trauma and the fear and how scary it is being a queer individual. And where Shimmer has that and does not shy away from the darkness and the scariness that comes along with the hatred towards our community, it also celebrates queer joy. And I think that's what's so important to embrace joy among the entire queer spectrum and not just the cis queer spectrum also as well. Yeah, I think that's a really good point to make, especially, you know, we've talked a lot about in some of the other podcasts that I do that it's like, okay, we've exhausted the white cis gay man storyline. Like, let's move on to the bisexual women. Let's move on to the, the queer BIPOC women and people of color and how their stories are so important and we don't share them. But especially in today's political climate, why do you feel that these stories are so important to share now? Because they're coming for our rights. I'm, I'm a big yeah. fan of all of your podcasts and you talk about it a lot on your other podcasts too, but like there's legislation introduced almost daily at this point of they're just trying to take, people are trying to take our rights away in any way that they can to control us. Yeah. And it's terrifying. And the only way to change people's minds is to show people that we have more in common than we're different, but also that we're able to celebrate our differences. Like, yeah, what's, what's different makes you beautiful. Yeah, definitely. And I think that that's something that Shimmer brings through in the storyline rather well is this, you know, through the darkness, there is light and that light is freedom. I think what was so wonderful about our show and our this first production of it that we did is it's an ensemble piece. And our ensemble was just so many people from so many different backgrounds, ranging from cis white straight people to trans yeah. to people of color. It was wonderful and just people from different walks all across the spectrum. Well, and the fact that 95% of our cast was a part of the LGBT community and 100% were made up the A of the ally. <laughs> but exactly. really, I mean, I, I you could count on one hand how many people were not members of the LGBTQ community. And I think that made it such a positive environment, uh, such a welcoming environment that you could do, you were just accepted in. And that's something that you don't always find in other things and other places of work and other shows that we've all been a part of because it doesn't always go that way. At the time of this recording, there have been 15 states that have put laws in place to ban drag queens from performing. 
some as far as arresting people who dress in drag. This bans certain shows for theater as well. Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill has queer people fleeing the state to find refuge elsewhere while DeSantis is banning books, causing teachers to pull every book off their shelves in fear of being arrested. There have been over 320 bills put forward nationwide that would ban trans folks from having access to health care. And in my home state of Iowa, a bill put forward to ban same-sex marriage across the state. Every day, queer people wake up with more and more legislation put forth to hurt us. It is so hard to focus on anything other than that these days. This constant feeling of dread and fear, asking ourselves the question, which group will be next? Will I lose my right to marriage? Will I lose my right to raise a child? Who's next? This is no longer about politics. It is about basic human rights. Banning people and trying to erase them from history is fascism. Queer stories need to be told. Queer stories need to be taught. Banning us will get you nowhere. We will scream, claw, dig in, and fight you until we get our rights back. Break That does kind of bring in this conversation of trauma and generational trauma throughout the years. And especially for queer people, that's something that really plays into effect as we're growing up, but now seems to be coming back. So if you're okay with talking about a little more of your personal life, kind of, yeah. you know, you, you went to a Christian uh, private school and how did that affect your upbringing as a, a gay man? I mean, we went to chapel three times a week and it was a conservative Christian private school, but it was also the school didn't push anti LGBTQ values, but it was an all boys school. So True. you didn't really want to talk about it. For me, it was this big hush hush thing that I kept it secret throughout high school because, yeah. well, let me rephrase that. I thought I kept it a secret throughout high school. Sure. Yeah. You know, like I went to a school that I was shirt and tie every day to class, every single person. Um, and we all looked, the same and whatnot and went to chapel three times a week but our chaplain was gay oh and out and open about it and our principal for my senior year was gay also and like would come to the musicals with his husband that's amazing i love that you went to like the gayest christian private <laughs> school ever and like that makes yeah. me so happy <laughs> and it was 
it was great. But at the same time, you know, there's still a lot of the fear of being different, especially in high school yeah. and whatnot. And that's such a hard time to be in. Like middle school and high school are probably the hardest times for people in general, because it's just such a weird point in your life. And you don't want to be different at all. Yeah, it's so scary to be different. And then you realize that you are different and you're terrified. But I'll never forget. We did this thing in my school that every senior uh, as a graduation requirement had to get up at an assembly and give a three to five minute speech about any topic they wanted. And it was part of your graduation requirement. You had to do it in eighth grade and then you had to do it again in your senior year. You had to give it to the whole school. And so every week, two to three seniors, we would just sit and listen to their speeches. And one of the seniors gave, actually his name is Kevin also, but he gave this amazing speech about who he is as a brother and who he is as a student. And he was like one of our top students there, blah, blah, blah. And I'll never forget the way he ended it was, I am a brother, I'm a student, I'm going to MIT next year, I am Kevin, and I'm also gay. Mic drop in the chapel, walked back to his pew. And that's amazing. Standing ovation from the entire school. And that was like one of my first moments that I saw of like, oh, it's it's going to be okay. Like you, you keep telling sure. yourself as a young queer kid, it's going to be okay. But to see an entire school of all boys get up and applaud somebody for being brave like that at 18 years old was incredible he got backlash for it eventually but from some of the other students that weren't comfortable with it i mean it is interesting now because it's almost something that it feels that we would see even today in a private catholic school in a private christian school and that's obviously a generalization but it feels like that's where we're headed now is like forcing people back into the closet and that's why it's so important to mm -hmm. share these stories because you never know whose story is going to resonate with who you never know. I mean, we've had it on our other podcast where people contact us and just say, thank you for talking about your queer experience because it helped me realize that I feel that same way. And you just have no idea what that's going to do. And that does kind of bring me into the next question of what does Shimmer do well in sharing these queer stories? I mean, you have the four spirits and you go into their four past lives. And why I think what it does really well is they're all different, they're different places in a queer, in yeah. different queer journeys that, and like that bring all that power to justice eventually. And I just think it's a really nice insight into how diverse, uh, like, like you mentioned earlier in the podcast, like the cis white gay man has been, yeah. it's been done and great. And I'm happy that all those stories out there exist, but Shimmer does more than just explore that different different points throughout history and everything that show where people were in the queer stories at the time and you know i remember when i first booked the show when we all had those phone call zoom call interviews with marcus about our characters and him talking about how nazi germany like really erased a lot of the queer experience and we were and the trans experience even we were already back in the 1940s moving towards yeah. acceptance and then Nazi German came in and literally burned all the books about it. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's kind of how it feels like where we're headed now. But it's interesting to talk about the generational trauma and talk about the spirits in the show, because the spirits really represent that generational trauma from the beginning of time to now. And, we, and we've always been here. We're, and we're not going anywhere. We've always been here. 
And it's just a reminder that we've always been here. We're not going anywhere. And you can try and take our rights away and we're still going to be here tomorrow. Exactly. And I think that that's something, you know, Marcus has shared a ton of his personal life on this podcast so far. And that's something that he pours into the script that no one can deny is it is Marcus's life is this script. And and the storyline of it being, you know, the finding the light at the end of the darkness like that is really how Marcus found Shimmer. Like it's it's just this beautiful storyline of his own life that he really took and like made it into something super positive. Fearlessly. Yeah. Fearlessly. Yeah. And I mean, it had to be so scary for him to put that on stage for the first time because it's so much of his life and you have to applaud him for that. And especially with this podcast and working really closely with him, it's been really lovely to kind of really talk more about his past and kind of how he got to where he is. Sharing queer stories is so important now more than ever. As these laws are coming directly for us, it is easy for queer people who have not yet come out to hide back in the closet in fear. We are here sharing these stories to tell you that we have your back. We will stand with you. We are here for you. Shimmer is the perfect example of that. It is showing audiences that queer stories exist, queer people are beautiful, queer stories deserve to be shared, and that we, just like Shimmer, will not be erased. Through the darkness, there will be light. What affects one queer person affects us all. We are one. The LGBTQIA community is one together. A universal soul. favorite stories from behind the scenes of shimmer oh fighting pizza <laughs> because we weren't allowed to have it backstage that's true we hit a lot of pizza backstage i remember honestly one of my favorite stories was when you the first night you went on for bradley when you had to swing into the show and being backstage getting ready to go on for the next scene and when you called out for dixie and everybody just basically the cast breaking down at 
your reaction and just like che- we were so into you succeeding as a cast and cheering you on and it was just such a good moment you literally broke all of our hearts but it just shows how important that sharing the story was to the entire cast that we were all there for that yeah and that's something thank you first of all for that it's something that marcus brought up is that the first time when we were doing rehearsals, I think he was like, all right, let's move on to Insignificant Son. And he heard like three people be like, yes. Like, and he was like, (laughs) that's the first time. Like I got someone excited about my music and like, and people who are listening who haven't listened to the music and, and it'll be sprinkled in throughout these, you know, podcast episodes, but Marcus wrote some beautiful music for this show. It's, and there's, it's it's so fun. It's a ton of music. (laughs) It's so much music. (laughs) But something as we kind of end here that I've been asking everybody is what does Shimmer mean to you? Oh, Shimmer is that little rainbow and sparkle that we all have inside of us that we spend a lot of time suppressing. And then every now and then you're like, once you figure out how to activate it, you're just a happier person once you find your little shimmer. Thank you so much, Kevin, for taking the time and sitting down with me and doing this fun little interview. And we'll chat so soon. Thanks so much. I know this episode may be echoing some of those dark things in the news that you were trying to escape from, but we cannot be quiet about it. I look forward to you joining us again soon for another episode where we dive into the rehearsal process together. This isn't the end. It's just the beginning. See you next time, Shimmer family. Call me a sinner like they know me. Cast me aside like someone who goes away easily. Every time you look up, what do you see? You're stuck in your book out here World War Three. Shimmer, a new musical podcast, is written, recorded, and hosted by Kale Rausch and produced by both Kale Rausch and Marcus Ferrero. The Shimmer is a complicated beast with lots of twists and turns from rehearsal to the stage. We have a lot of people to talk to and a lot of content to cover. Don't go anywhere. We promise it will be worth it. This isn't the end, it's just the beginning. Open up.